Hello, and welcome to the Higher Ed Review. This is your host, Joe Fisher, and today I'm wondering, can I really afford it? Today's quick comment is a thought I've had about perception versus reality. There have been institutions that have come and gone, and in fact, there are some that are today reshaping how they're going to proceed in the future. But I'm often wondered about those reputations and are they deserved? Are they well earned? Let me give you an example. My godson is a sophomore in high school and he is preparing to prepare. He's starting to think. He has ideas about what institutions he wants to attend. Um, Being a young man, he's talking about, I'm going to go to, and he starts listing these big name schools. Well, I work with colleges and universities for nearly 20 years, well, more than 20 years, if we're being honest. And I know that there is value in the big schools and there's a lot of value in the small schools and everywhere in between. And it's that perception versus reality. It's telling that story so that that prospective student is going to understand it. And I'm, I'm intrigued by that. You know, we can, we can look at some, I'll say, non-higher education examples that I hope I don't offend, but there was the um, institution of higher learning that was run by Donald Trump. They had some lawsuits. They got in trouble. There's been some for-profit institutions that got have gotten in trouble. The uh, Tampa campus of Argosy has you know closed recently, and they've fallen on hard times, but they had a perception that got people in the door. And it's that perception versus reality that I I find interesting. And I'm not talking about marketing spin. I'm talking about getting people's mind around the idea that the institution is something that it's not. Uh, And it ties in a little bit with our, our news article that we'll hear in a few minutes. But I just wanted to plant that seed as institutions are thinking about brand and prospective students are are thinking about where am I going to attend. Look past the veneer, get on campus and find out what is that reality? Ask the hard questions to find out, is that the right place for me? So perception versus reality is my thought or comment today. And let's talk about the news. So imagine if you were going to be doing investing. You're going to invest in, let's say, a company. You would research that company top to bottom. You would look at um, results, how how they've done. You would look at costs. You would look at revenue. You're going to do a full investigation to decide whether that's the place to put your money. Another example, you're going to buy a car. You want to know all about the car. You're going to find out about what it costs. You're going to find out what it costs to make, how much they're selling it for. You're going to find out the service record. Is this car that's reasonable to maintain? Anytime you're going to make any kind of major expense, you want to understand the full financial implications of that. Surprise, surprise, the government asked colleges and universities to help students and parents do that same thing. Today's article comes from Inside Higher Education, published on March 28th, titled Colleges Fall Short on Price Disclosures, Study Finds. So to to kind of catch you up to speed, the Higher Education Act of 2008 
that Congress passed, it required colleges um, to disclose on their website something they called a, a net price uh, calculator. And the intent is to show prospective students and their parents what the financial obligations are going to be, what was the cost, what was the potential aid to get a gear around what they're going to spend. You know, it, it's, it obviously is not going to be perfect, but it's going to help them have a guide. So this is 2008. So we're now talking uh, more than 10 years ago. So more than a decade ago, this was out there. And uh, this study uh, released by uh, University of Pennsylvania Graduate School of Education found that many four-year institutions were failing to meet those standards. It, not totally surprising because there's there's a lot of factors involved here. Um, having <clears throat> worked in the uh, in in the computer systems to understand how financial aid works, you know one of the important things that you're doing is setting up what is that cost of attendance. There's a bit of squish to it. Um, it's not totally cut and dry, and it changes on a very regular basis. Uh, and so, again, we've got factors around that. We have uh, inflation and, and and costs, and 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 again, tuition price changes. All of those kinds of things are happening. But what is interesting, I guess I would say, is that what they found in the research was that uh, information on the college's websites was incomplete or misleading. A third of those schools, they did not have the net, that they prominently display the correct net price. So the price was wrong to begin with. Now that's kind of a problem. Um, and in some cases, they left off the cost of attendance like textbooks. Well, duh, you've really got to have textbooks in order to be successful um, at a college or university. I don't know one that would allow you to be successful if you didn't crack a book. Um, tip number one, college students that might be listening, crack a book. Um, so th these were, you know, these were these were the findings. This was important. I liked the way that the study worked. It it used uh, four profiles of four low-income students with different academic records and sought to get cost estimates from 40 public and 40 private four-year colleges. So it wasn't a, a very small study. They did a nice job to get across uh, it was sort of a cross section of the colleges. So, um, fall short of the full disclosure. It is an important tool to help people make that investment. And <clears throat> as government does, they're looking to introduce a net price calculator improvement act, um, that may create a central website where students could find and compare net prices for multiple colleges. So that would be interesting to sort of have this competitive situation. The skeptic in me asks, if I know that I'm going to be on a site that's got competitive information, how am I going to make my institution look better than others? Not saying that they would, but possible. And another thing that is going to be wrapped up into this act or, or a similar act would require institutions to use more of a standard format for financial aid award letters. Again, schools change the financial aid award letters um, all over the place. Having a consistent letter would make it easier for schools to produce and systems to produce, and it would be better for the students because they would be able to compare. So I, I like the concept of having a single place for the central website to compare college costs. I do question about whether that would encourage institutions to um, be more, let's say, uh, creative with their costs. 
Uh, I really do more so support the idea of having that standard format for that financial aid award letter. So again, that's from Inside Higher Education on March 28th. Uh, colleges fall short on the price disclosures. So um, colleges and universities do a better job of disclosing that information, quit being the shady car salesman. And that's the news. In closing this week, I want to leave you with a story. The story is of one that you may know, the Karate Kid. And I'm going to talk about the original Karate Kid, not the remake uh, uh, that had Will Smith's family in it, but the original. Daniel sought out to learn karate from Mr. Miyagi. And Mr. Miyagi had Daniel, for all that Daniel thought, doing odd jobs, menial labor, painting the fix, waxing, painting the fence, waxing the car, those types of things. That was Daniel's perception. When he finally pushed Mr. Miyagi to explain more of, of why he's painting fence, why he's waxing the car, Mr. Miyagi got frustrated eventually and finally put the pieces together. And he announced, wax on, wax off, as he threw a flurry of punches. Or he yelled, paint fence, side, side, and attacked Daniel. And Daniel was able to use those moves and defend himself. Because for Mr. Miyagi, karate, as you recall, was about defense. That was the reality. Daniel's perception was menial labor. The reality is, apply this to the situation, and it will all be okay. So I leave you with that story today to think about perception versus reality, to contemplate the costs of higher education, and I want to remind you, please listen, please comment, and please tell your friends so we can share this fun podcast with others. Find me on Facebook and find me on Twitter. Have a great day.